All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, August 29th of 2023 here. Looking ahead, we have a 12-game MLB main slate later this evening. Uh, it's been it'll be like an interesting couple days here with the Atlanta uh, Rockies uh, Coors slates going on here last night. Atlanta scored a big 14 runs. Ronald Acuna went crazy, so we'll see what is in store tonight. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sam. It's a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sam app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways. First way is you can send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second way, you can post your questions live in the YouTube chat. Third way, you can post your questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You also get access to all of our similar see when lineups are released, see when players are scratched, see when sims run for that updated news, get access to all of our individual sport channels, get to ask sport-specific questions, get feedback from users in the community, other members of the SaberSim team as well. So, uh, the Discord is a great place to be if you are trying to grow as a DFS player. But with that said, going to get the app pulled up here. Um, looking around, we have one question from support. Looks like we have a couple questions in the Office Hours channel. So we will start there and we will see where we go from there. But if you guys have any other specific questions, now is always a good time to get those in the queue. So first question here from support. I think this is a good one. The question says, First question, my understanding is that this product builds itself as a being superior to the other projection systems on the market, that the simming should result in lineups that are more plus EV than the optimizers out there. So I am a bit confused about whether I should be tweaking projections, stacks, or team slash player exposures at all. I also use Stochastic and the bat and wondering if I am simply hurting the value returned by this product by doing any tweaks based on those sources. Okay, so this is a really good question. Very happy to talk about this to get the day kicked off here. Um, actually, I think there was a second part of this question um, that I missed here, but uh, it was it was kind of a two-parter anyways here, so we will talk about them one at a time. But just, to just kind of talk about this first part. So, you know, I'm, I'm not here to knock any projection systems across the industry. I think that, you know, projections are, are good across the industry, especially in DFS in 2023. Um, so, you know, uh, I think I, I've heard this like having project having some projection set is better than having no projection set and just building by hand, right? So uh, wherever you get your projections, um, you know that is is up to you. I think what sets us apart from the field is that when you go and look at these projection sets across the industry, right? Uh, nobody is 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 simming the games the way we are and has the range of outcomes that we have here. You know, I think a lot of the other sets are assuming that these players are more normally distributed, especially the batters. And I think that, you know, is is false. And I think that's what really sets us apart here, right? Running these at bat by at bat sims for for MLB, these uh play-by-play -play sims for NFL, these possession by possession sims for NBA uh, really just allows us to get these game scripts, the nuances that occur, these natural correlations that the players have to each other and understand the players distributions, right? If I look at Ronald Acuna here, this is what you would call a right skew data set uh, where you just have this big, big tail. You're like, you're almost, you're almost kind of missing the other side of the bell curve. Right. And then if you go and look at a pitcher, uh, you can see that, you know, the pitcher has that entire kind of bell-shaped curve outcome here. So the way these two players play is so different. And what this allows us to do is 
this allows us to create our adjusted ownership metric, which is our way of balancing ownership and the player's range of outcomes, figuring, uh, looking at that range of outcomes, saying, hey, how likely is this player to achieve this average projection? And then that will influence how often we put those players into your lineups right off of the bat. So we, we use that range of outcomes. Um, you know, it works great for showdown as well, building those very specific game scripts, right? We had two users, uh, Bink, the NBA game one of the playoffs, Millie and their their big showdown contest, right? So I think our users do very well in, in showdown specifically because of our play-by-play sims, but it is really, you know, understanding these range of outcomes, understanding the correlations, the upside correlations, right? How players do at the top at their, you know, 95th percentile, how are they correlating to the other players in their lineup? That, that really sets us apart, right? I, I'm not going to, um, you know, say our uh, average projections are, are far and away better than everybody else here. But I think that, you know, coupled with our Sims and our play-by-play Sims, that all of these things that we're able to do with our optimizer is is great, right? And then I think, you know, um, we have the optimizer and the projections. It's not just, just one or the other here. So that's like another thing here, right? Um, from there, you know, I think that you can do yourself a service of understanding what other sites are telling their user base to play, right? So some of these sites that you're mentioning are like a little more touty, a little more like like before log shows, like, hey, you know, we think you guys should go here. Or like, hey, these are our um, top plays of the day. Like we don't really do that, right? We are more along the lines of uh, teach a man fish rather than feed a man fish. And so that is why, you know, this show is uh, hours before lock. You know, lock is, you know, four or five hours away here. Um, we are really just going over strategy concepts, talking about how to use the, the app to get the information that you want. But at no point am I saying, you know, hey, you guys need to play uh, so-and-so today, right? They're, they are a lock. So uh, not really what what we are uh, focused on, our content, uh, you know, the, the content that we put out there. So if, if, you know, you want to consume some of that content, you find uh, good people to listen to with with good ideas you know i think that's totally okay here but i think this last part is the last part i want to focus on uh am i simply hurting the value returned by this product by doing any tweaks based on those sources so one thing that i do want to say here is that sabersim you know is a great tool but sabersim doesn't understand risk management right um it is simply a tool that is trying to locate the highest expected value plays like the plays that it perceives to have the highest value on any given slate but it if it when it finds those plays it's going to jam those plays in and i think a good example here is this nelson vasquez at 70% so nelson vasquez is the seven hitter for the kansas city royals he is 3k salary has a decent projection. His point per dollar value is very good at 3.2 here is value on the slate. And then he's in 14 out of our 20 lineups. So that's 70%. If I look at the entire pool of lineups I built, he's only in 15.7%. So he's the number one exposed player in our top 20. But then when I sort by pool, he's actually uh, closer to like 10 to 15th on the exposure list here, right? So, so kind of far down, this is what I would call like uh, a good example of Sabersim uh, 
finding like leverage and just kind of hammering it. Right. So although Vasquez is, is, you know, a seven hitter. So that means he's going to have less at bats than some of these other guys. Uh, you know, he's our 10 to 15th highest exposed player in the pool, but he's still our, he's our number one exposure. So Saberson is saying, Hey, the value savings that you get from this guy coupled with um, his, his projection and you know, how, how he fits into lineups makes him uh, a player that we want to play very often. Well, you as the user, you know, one of the best things that I think our users can do specifically is risk management after the lineups are built. Like a ton of work goes into our MLB model, our projections, our ownership. Um, you know, we have our SIM diversity and correlation sliders. We have our SIM engine here. And then really, I think, you know, after lineups are built is where users can do the most. And risk management is going to be huge, right? You're going to look at these guys. And then you're going to say, uh, you know, do I want this much exposure to these particular plays, right? And then one thing here that is popping off the bat to me is that Vasquez is being used as a one-off a lot here. So the next highest Royal batter here is Bobby Witt Jr. at 20%. So there are, he's in, Nelson Vasquez is in 10 lineups without any other Royals player here, right? So kind of like a lot of um, exposure to one individual piece of a team here. So one of my favorite ways to do risk management here is with the min uniques feature. And then what you can do, uh, what I suggest doing here is that there are 10 players in this DraftKings lineup. I'm somebody who likes to use min uniques uh, a fair bit here. So I like to just start with the halfway point. So there are 10 players in my lineup. I'm just going to set this to five right off the bat. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll down and I'm going to see how far down in my pool I'm going. So to get to five min uniques, I only had to go to lineup 36 here. So I'm still in the top 10% of my pool, which would be uh, 15 lineups here. And then as you can see, you know, wh when you apply this min uniques, you're doing two things. One, you're making the builder make tough decisions about who to keep in the lineups. And then two, you're guaranteeing that so many players are different from every other lineup. I guess that's kind of like the first thing. So what min uniques is doing is it's saying, hey, make sure that all 20 lineups have at least five players that are different. What that means is that you are going to make the builder decide, hey, which lineups do I keep and which lineups do I need to pass up to go and find a, a new lineup that meets that criteria. And when we do that, um, you know, you get this very organic exposure adjustments here where, where now our highest exposed players are Ozzy Albies at 55%. And then a pitcher, Alex Cobb, at 45%. So we previously had two players at 70% here, one of them being Nelson Vasquez. Well, when you make the builder make these tough decisions, Vasquez's exposure got cut in half. It went down to 35% from 70% here. Um, you know, when you open this up at Mini Uniques 1, you might have thought that Vasquez was one of the, the best hitting options on the slate here, but it actually turns out it was Albies, right? Uh, because his exposure... Uh, maintained a higher value when you made the builder make this tough adjustment. I also like using min uniques for another reason. Um, I think previously, like if you weren't going to do it, what most people would probably do is just come in here and just, just basically put like a cap on exposure. Like, Hey, I don't want anyone over 50%. So what you're going to do is you're going to come in here and cap all the top hitters to like 50% uh, without making any adjustments to all of these lower guys. And, and I, I think that's like fairly normal, right? But when you use min uniques, you're going to get a lot of movement across all of your exposures. Some guys are going to go up. Some guys are going to go down. Top players are going to move a little bit too. But I think you get a lot of uh, from the ground up exposure adjustments. And I really just think that like the human brain just couldn't like 
comprehend and move around in and of itself, right? So rather than just dropping the top plays, like maybe Saberson wants to drop everybody except for one piece. And this one piece is just so key to the slate. I think you see that a lot more in NBA, like where you might have, you know, uh, Joel Embiid. And then instead of just dropping all your top players, that Saber Sim is going to move all these other players around, but keep that one piece in Joel Embiid and say, hey, like no matter what, we need to get to this guy at a very high exposure. And then that could really tell you like, hey, he is a very strong play on this late. It is better to move all these other pieces than to move him specifically here. So risk management is going to be huge. Um, I always tell people that, hey, if you get to a point with your lineup set where you go to submit it and it does not make you feel comfortable, you feel like uneasy or nervous about uh, what's going to happen, I, I would say that you probably haven't made enough adjustments to the risk profile. Like the risk profile is probably just still too high for you. And I would go in and make further adjustments. And, um, you know, I, I think that a very good spot to be in is where regardless of the outcome, you're, you're comfortable with where your lineups are at as far as their risk profile and the exposures that you have. And, um, you know, you're not going to be upset at the end of the night. So those are my thoughts. Let me know if you have any questions there. Happy to circle back on that. And then uh, jumping over to the Office Hours channel. So a uh, quick question here from In It to Bink It. Question says, uh, could you walk through how to upload lineups directly from an iPhone? I'm In particular, I'm from the UK if this causes me any issues. So I don't know if being in the UK would cause you any issues. Um, if it did, I mean, if you have that, if, if you can play like DraftKings and wherever you are, then I'm going to say no, you shouldn't have any issues. So we do have a support video coming out on this topic uh, very, very soon here. I did walk through this on last week's uh, office hours on Friday here. So if you guys missed it and, and you're looking for this video here, go to Friday's show and, player and insert a new player and then click save. Uh, it is not editing this original lineup. It is, it is going it, to it is putting it in this edited column. So Possibly All right, this is the last question at the moment. If I demonstrate editing All right, this is the last question at the moment. Any past office hours show, if you go into the description, it has uh, timestamps with basically every question that was asked here. And then this is to make it easy for you guys to like uh, jump around the videos, you know, see the segments that you want to see, and then skip the segments that you don't want to see, and uh, go from there. So I, it's actually on Thursday's video, uh, how to upload lineups into contests using SaberSim. This last timestamp at 1640 for value out they of using up our uh, mobile tutorial. I All right, Chandra uh, said, "Can you please demonstrate here? how to upload it? Just hasn't made its way into our support library yet, app. so that should be getting done soon here. Um, but if you go to this time, so I, I think what I can do here, uh, this really is the mobile the audio video. Plays it, I did. So I just verbally this. walked through so it audio, on the show, so I played it with no um, sound here, and then just talked my voice right now. See, the problem is I don't know if it helps you do it. So until that video is up in the support library, I would go back to last Thursday's show, which was August." 24th and then this 1645 so let's give it a in the description is going to be me walking through the mobile and tutorial. let's so see check that out if that should works. help you out so if, if, if it's coming so all right gonna get off youtube gonna go back to saber sim here oh i actually skipped that second part of that question for the support one that i wanted to uh answer here so i do have that here uh somebody said Double talking. Sorry, it's probably just the video playing in the background. My bad. Uh, I just I just exited out of that, so that should fix here. 
All right. This was the second question from sports. So the second question, I entered three lineups a night, one on DK in the 121 and one to two on FanDuel in the 333 slash 555. Since joining the site two days ago, I run 20 lineups and typically pick my favorite one to two, depending on the site. Is there a better way to narrow in on my lineups using this tool for a higher buy-in single entry or near single entry? Okay. So actually going to jump back to YouTube here to talk about this one. And let me just pull that back up. But basically, I, I recorded a video going over my single entry process, uh, talking about different ways to uh, think about single entry and select lineups ultimately when the lineups get very, very close to each other. So in this playlist, on our playlist channel, you go to Coach's Corner here, go to View Full Playlist, and then I have this How to Build Single Entry Lineups with SaberSim. This is a single entry process for MLB here. I would highly recommend checking that out. And then just, just one note here, I have to say this. Uh, just because I have to say this, uh, you know, you, you say that you're playing the 121, the 333, the 555, um, and you're only playing three lineups a night. So, so very small number of lineups a night. I think that, you know, you said you're new to the, new to the site. Um, so just want to put this out there, but we have our contest selection framework, which we came up with through lots and lots of back testing, uh, MLB contest last MLB season and created it, which we call our DFS profit plan. It is a contest selection framework that is meant to help you smooth out the variance of DFS while still allowing you to grow your bankroll. I think that, you know, if you end up uh, sticking with us, uh, learning more about our product, I would really recommend trying this framework out here. Uh, playing three lineups a night is going to be very, very high variance here. And I would uh, you can you can help yourself out by playing a balance of single entry and three max and 20 max and 150 max contest. So I say as you get more acclimated to SaberSim, you can, uh, you know, check this out and maybe start opening up the amount of lineups that you're playing. We make it very easy to manage a big number of lineups with our entry editor, which is a very, very superior tool here. But that was the last thing on that one. So we will get timestamp recordings of both of those answers back over to you, getting the SaberSim app pulled back up. A uh, question here from New Something. Question says, is there a way to set a lineup rule or something so that any unstacked players like the odd man in a 5-2 must meet certain thresholds? I guess my naive preference would be something like home runs greater than 0.18. Uh, looks like David here said, thanks for, the an thanks for that answer as well. Yeah, man, happy to help out. Okay, so... This one says, so uh, I see that your name is is white in the Discord here. So white is usually like standard plan, purple is pro plan, and then blue is our ultimate tier here. Uh, so if you are on the pro plan, what you should be able to do here is scroll over to the right and then see all of these detailed stats. So basically the way this works is that if you can see the stats, you can create a rule based on the stats. And then if you cannot see the stats, you cannot create a rule based on the stats here. So just one note there. So like if I wanted to go to all batters and then I wanted to sort by home runs, I could see, you know, how many home runs are they hitting on average across our Sims, right? And then in one, if I could see this, I could create the rule that you're talking about. So the rule would look something like this. It would say, um, I would go to lineup rules. I would go to add new rule. I would go to group rule. And then what I would say is you would kind of write the reverse for this. So I'd be group automatic. And then it would be if at least one player group by team, and then I'll make sure all the position players are checked. And then I'm going to do a requirement. So then I'm going to use your 0.18. So if I'm going to say their home runs are less than 0.18, then use at least, I'm going to say two players 
from the same team. So basically what this is guarding against players underneath that threshold. So it says if I have at least one player from a team who has less than 0.18 home runs on average in the Sims, then use at least two players from the same team. And then this is how you write that rule. So basically players with a home run expectation less than 0.18 cannot be used as a one-offs. Only players above this number can be used as one-offs. So this is what the rule would look like. Uh, let me just remove this so you can pause it, take a screenshot and rewrite write it. But basically, if you could see these stats, you can create this rule. If you cannot see these stats, then you cannot create this rule. So just a note for you there. All right, scrolling down here. Uh, did have a question from Inita Binkit. I'm going to ask about this internally here because I do not know the answer to it right off the bat. Uh, so we'll respond in Discord to that one. And then... Last question in the Office Hours channel here from Simple Chef. Simple Chef said, when I set building, when I set build settings to single entry and the contest sim setting to single entry and save them and the same for GVP and then run contest sims, will the results be able to view from both settings post build or do I need to run separate sims for each one with the build setting entry limit at single entry 20 max or 150 max? Thanks. Okay. So... So basically the build settings here are just for generating lineups and really have no effect on the contest sim here. What has an effect on the contest sim is the field lineups that you choose. So when you go to the field, when you go to your contest sim settings and then you go to field lineups, when you click this drop down, so uh, what this is, is these are our different contest buckets. We basically back tested and determined that we can group contests for any particular day or slate uh, by these buckets for MLB here. And this is what your contest sims are running against. So each one of these buckets has an ownership build that has a uh, field lineup. So the way we create our ownership projections is we run sims with certain, uh, settings and sim diversities and then we get the exposures from that build those become the ownership projections here so your build settings really have no effect on anything other than the lineups that are created and then the the rois and all of the metrics that come from the contest sim come from what set you are running it against here so hope i'm capturing that for you correctly here i think that's what you're talking about so if, if that isn't, just let me know and we can circle back on it. But um, I think that, you know, those field lineups is probably what was in question here. All right. So jumping over to the YouTube chat. Uh, Snowman is here. What is up, Snowman? Okay. Question here. Can you explain why we should not simply run the Sims and play the top 150 highest ROI lineups? So this is a really good question. Uh, this really gets into like the theory kind of of DFS here and the answer is if you had an unlimited bankroll and unlimited amount of time to play, then you should do this. The problem is that the highest ROI lineups can be the most leveraged and can lead to uh, very high negative ROI nights, but the nights that it does hit, you're going to get paid so well for those. So like when we are running the contest sims, like keep in mind that, you know, we, when you go to contest sims, it's going to default to 50,000. You can run this up to 100,000 times here. The slate still only gets played out one single time. So think about it. You know, we're we're running these contest sims 100,000 100, times. 
the slate is only playing out once. Uh, so, you know, how the slate plays out is, is, is very high variance. That's why DFS, you know, they say the swings in DFS are unlike any other form of gambling here. And, and it really comes down to, to just the, the nature of these sports. Um, so, that is why I would really recommend still exercising risk management. That's why I think risk management is so important. Diversification, uh, trying to find lineups that are high, that are uh, still positive EV, but are neutrally correlated to each other. So like one of the best things that you could do is have lineups where if one lineup does bad, it doesn't have a huge effect on the other lineups in your set. And the reason for that is because if all your lineups are highly correlated, then you're going to have these very uh, like boomer bust type nights, like minus 90% ROI or like really high percent ROI. And that can hurt you if you're working on a limited bankroll. So uh, finding ways to still smooth out that variance while still giving your chance, uh, still giving yourself a chance to take down those contests with the lineups that the contest sims are saying are positive ROI is, is still a good idea. And I would still highly recommend doing that in general. All right, Snowman said, when do you think projections for NFL week one will be ready? Um, I had a couple of questions on this. You know, I'm not 100% sure. I would check back on Friday, guys. Um, you know, if one once NFL projections are up, I will make sure to mention it on this show. But I would say, you know, uh, checking back on Friday would probably be a safe bet at the moment. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. Franklin said, can you show how to upload contests to DK. Uh, so with this one, what I would say is that, you know, go to the top right corner and click this drop down and go to help here. This is going to open up our support library for you guys. And then in this support library, if you just scroll down, this is a great getting started video for anyone on trial, uh, not super familiar with SaberSim. But if you go down, we have this tutorials, how to fill your entries. This is going to be your best tutorial for filling your entries uh, from your build to your to your CSV to DraftKings. So check out this video. It's a really good video put, put together by Jordan here. And then going to get Saberson pulled back up. All right, scrolling down. Uh, Franklin said, how do you get only quarterbacks in your super flex spot on college football with the wide receiver correlation? Okay, so if you guys didn't know this, um, we do have college football sims now. It's a new sport that we are offering support for this year. We're really excited about it. Um, Eric, our data scientist, has been working very hard on this model. It doesn't look like we have projections up for Thursday just yet. So I'm going to toggle back to uh, last Saturday and we'll, we'll, we'll go to this five game main sleep here. So had all our projections up. If you want to limit your players in a certain position. So what I would do is I would go to the S flex spot and then I would right click on position. And then I would click on running back and wide receiver. This is simply just going to filter them within this column. And then to get rid of them, you have to uncheck them via this box in the top left. And then when I go back to my positions, reselect all. Now only quarterbacks are going to be checked in the S flex spot. So that means that they are the only players eligible to be put into this position. So that is how you do that. All right. Follow up from David said, thanks for responding to this question. Messing with being uniques artificially alters the top 20 lineups offered by Saber Sims. The theory that the top lineups are similar, such that tweaking it flattens and improves your exposures without detracting too much from the expected success of those lineups. So yes, definitely. Uh, it sounds like this question 
came in before I, I uh, just went over this. Why shouldn't you play the top 150 lineups based on ROI question? Uh, really along the same lines here, right? Uh, so watch that back if you missed it, but but you are on the right track here. Okay. Um, question here said, in my opinion, this is the most complicated tool on the DFS market by far. It's extremely hard to wrap your head around what is actually happening. Yeah, I mean... I think that, you know, it's fair to say that there is definitely a learning curve using SaberSim here, but I think that it's because our tools are different, right? And I think that people have a little bit of a hard time understanding uh, the difference, right? If you go and use a traditional optimizer, like, you know that the tool is solving a knapsack problem and trying to pack in the most projected points into your lineups, right? But with our game sims, like what we are doing, right, is we have we have a thousand game. We have thousands of game sims for one for each game on the slate, right? There's five games in this college football example, so we have you know say five thousand sims, and then for each game, and then what we are doing when we build your lineups is we are going and then we are randomly sampling those five thousand sims. We might take we'll say ten sims from one game, ten sims from another game, and then for each game on the slate, we're going to take ten sims. We're going to play out those ten sims. We're going to see how those lineups see how the players do in those Sims. And then we're going to use the fantasy point score from those 10 as their fantasy point score. When we go to decide how to build your lineup. And then from there, we are going to build your lineup and then we are going to put that lineup into your pool. So I don't, I don't know anybody else who's, who's doing that. And I think that's like why it's harder for people to wrap their head around that because you don't know what Sims you're getting, uh, you know, because it's all, it's all different. Right. But that is how, you know, people come and ask like, Hey, why, how can I not get the same lineup as another SaberSim user? Like that's why there are so many different combinations to, to build from like exponentially high number of combinations that you're not going to get the same lineup as another SaberSim user. And you're still going to have Sims backing up the players that were put into your lineup. So definitely a learning curve. Uh, that's why we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 PM Eastern. You know, I will stick around and answer as many questions as you guys have. So I think that, you know, digesting our content, asking questions of things that you don't understand. I can tell you guys, like I was a SaberSim subscriber when this show got started. I listened to every single show. And sometimes, you know, you listen to the show every day. Some of the questions can be repetitive. Uh, some of the answers can be repetitive. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, you're like, okay, you know, I've already heard this. I already know this, but just, just listening to it back again. And then just having those points, like really driven home and just hearing it over again. And it will just help you to understand what is going on and, uh, and uh, just help you have a better idea of what SaberSim is doing for you, automating all of the busy work. No, no need for groups, no need for stacking rules, et cetera here, right? We are taking a lot of that uh, away for you guys. All right, scrolling down here. Uh, question says, do you just trust the Sims and just upload them or do you make a ton of edits? So, uh, you know, I think that some of these are very uh, similar questions to, to some of the things we've answered. Like I said, you know, I trust the Sims in the fact that I am not adjusting projections, adjusting ownership. Um, one thing I am doing for, for like MLB is going and changing the ownership based on, you know, the type of build I'm doing. Um, our DFS profit plan which is the content selection framework that I mentioned earlier here 
suggests building your lineups for your having one build for your single entry and three max contest, and then having a separate build for your 20 max and 150 max contest. So the one thing that I would be doing when I do that is adjusting the ownership that I'm using. So I don't need to use flagship MME for my single entry and three max, right? I'm probably going to go use something closer to like low stake single entry, and then use this ownership when going to uh, build those lineups, right? So that is one change that I am making. A uh, couple questions about like cash rate, win rate, uh, what what are these metrics, right? So when you run a contest sim, you're going to get four things returned to you. You're going to get the ROI of the lineup, the cash rate of the lineup, the win rate of the lineup, and then the ROI standard deviation. So what what the win rate is, it's like, hey, out of the 100,000 sims or 50,000 sims, how many times did this lineup win the contest? How many times did this lineup beat? And then we're going to display that as a percentage. And then same thing for cash rate, right? The cash line in most contests is somewhere around 20%. So then what we're going to do is we're going to see how many times a certain lineup got above the cash line in those contest sims that we ran. And then we're going to display that as a percentage for you. So all of these things are just descriptors of how the lineup did in the contest sims. Okay, a um, little back and forth here. Uh, just trying to find our next question. So Anthony said, how do you see if the simulations have been updated on the phone app version? Okay, so this is something that I know the team is working on here. So if you hover over the projection tab on the desktop, you're going to see that the the last time the projections were updated. Honestly, if you are on the mobile app, um, one, this last updated timestamp is coming. But before you build your lineups, I would just click this. Like I would, I would go on my phone, I would log in, I would refresh the projections, and then I would run my build. And you're never gonna hurt yourself by refreshing the projections. Another good thing is that you know you can still see the game panel on mobile here. So you could scroll and see how many teams have check marks, and then you will know if all the teams' lineups have been confirmed or not. But but if you're if you're unsure of this, like just refresh it and you're never gonna hurt yourself. All right. Uh, next question. I see Saber logos all over Tyranny. So unless Saber is paying guys to use their logo as some kind of advertising, is obviously a good, powerful, powerful tool. I personally always get murdered when I use it. Sadly. Okay. So, uh, two things here. So one is we have a promotion here on our website. So if you go to sabersim.com on the homepage, we have this uh, winner circle up here at the top. So when you click on this, this is a promotion. You can click this, read the full rules. But basically, um, if you use one of our logos as your avatar and then you finish top five in a contest for at least $1,000, uh, what you will do, uh, some other guidelines here, like the tournament must have 100 entries and then the prize must be 10 extra entry fees here. Um, you can earn free gear and you can earn free months of SaberSim. So these are like, this is like a library of all of our winners starting at the top with players who have won a million dollars. And then these are the prizes that you would get for doing that. And then that goes all the way down. We have hundred K packages, uh, 10 K packages here. And then uh, max challenges, a promotion that we run during NFL season, more news to come on that. I know a lot of people have been asking about it. We have a 10 K tier and then we also have a one K tier. So even at the one K tier, uh, what you win is let's see what you win is one free month of Saber Sim, a swag box, which comes with, I believe, like koozies, water bottle, and a t-shirt here. So uh, that is how, that is probably why you're seeing the logos, a lot of people participating, a lot of people doing good, right? You scroll through these and see all of our winners here. But getting back to the app, 
And then the second question here says, uh, when, when it says, I personally always get murdered when I use it, sadly. Okay, so a couple notes on this one, right? If you go to our YouTube channel, we have this really great video that Jordan did. Uh, this, this video is when he used to host office hours here, but I think it's still a very good video. So if you type in variance in the YouTube channel, you're going to get this like highlight and it says, what does variance after 100 slates look like for a winning player? So this is basically a demonstration that Jordan did where he basically created a Google sheet where he uh, created this fictional player who, who just crushes DFS, who is like twice as good as the average player. And then he just ran season simulations or hundred slate simulations to see, you know, how this player did in a hundred slate sample. And even this player with a long-term expect expectation of winning would go through periods of losing. Right. And this is a hundred slates. We had a question the other day about, you know, um, NFL, if the DFS profit plan is, is viable for NFL, and, and I said, NFL, you know, you have 18 main slates in the regular season, and then you have these shorter playoff slates. Um, you know, this is a 100-slate sample. Imagine an 18-slate sample, how variant that could be once you watch this video. So check out this video. This is a really great video here. Uh, really just shows you the, the, the ups and downs of DFS, why bankroll management is so crucial here. But, um, you know, one thing I always say, like, it really only takes uh, one to two binks in a season to – pay for all of your losses and to make you a profitable player on the season here. And then just one more thing um, in the DFS profit plan back testing that we were doing, our data scientist, Eric figured out that um, a, a player who is highly profitable in a sport like MLB will still only have six to eight profitable days in a calendar month, playing every single day, playing 30 to 31 days in a calendar month. They only had six to eight positive days. And that's, that's, any winning right that's that's a positive roi so don't be discouraged by a you know one week two week three week sample here uh really think about it from the long term here and um and i'm glad to see that you're in the chat asking questions trying to learn that only means that you know you are trying to become a better dfs player all right uh snowman said can you explain what a train is in dfs yes so a train is when a player has multiple lineups in a contest but every entry is the same lineup so so one more time so like say you're playing a 150 max contest so you have 150 entries in the contest a train would be playing one lineup all 150 times so uh that is what a train is in dfs all right a uh, couple questions, or uh, a little back and forth about college football. Uh, question from Don. Don said, is adding your own projections not recommended in SaberSim? So I think that, you know, adding your own projections is great. Uh, if you want to, if there is a projection set that you like, that you have, that you trust more, um, what you can do is you can upload it via this upload icon here. You can upload a CSV or you can copy and paste it in. And then what we are going to do is we have the player range of outcomes, right? So if I click on George Kirby, his projection, his mean projection is 19.2. Maybe you think his mean projection should be 21.2, right? You should be two points higher than what we have. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift his distribution. So every time he scores 40 points, he's going to score 42. Every time he scores 20, he's going to score 22. So we are accounting for the adjustments. So the great thing is that you get our range of outcomes our player distributions, and then you get your custom projections on top of that. So you're getting to take advantage of our simulation information, 
by understanding the player range of outcomes, but you're just getting to shift those numbers slightly based on your custom projections. So I think custom projections work great in SaberSim. Uh, Josh said, how am I so bad at MLB DFS? I play great players and teams every single day and people win with the worst lineups ever. Acuna was 7K last night. He was 23% owned and scored 51 points. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Acuna was was uh, quite the the nuke last night for if you did not have him, you were not winning. But, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a long-term game. The great thing about DFS is that it is daily fantasy. If you do bad one day, you can go do well the next day, right? And then one other thing that I like to recommend to people is take advantage of these alternate slates that that um that are on the 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 sites here, right? So if you go and look, there are four different type of classic slates on DraftKings tonight. And all of these are healthy lobbies. And then there are also three different showdowns. So you can ultimately get action across seven different slates tonight. I think that is a great opportunity to help you smooth out your variance, right? And then all each one of these slates is going to have contests under $3 where the Sharks can't play. So you can spread out your action across more slates here. And then, um, you know, if if you don't have the right take about Atlanta, well, hey, you know, you played the night slate and Atlanta wasn't on the night slate. You played the turbo and Atlanta wasn't on the turbo. Um, they were on the main slate and they were in the showdown. But this is another way to help you uh, to get more action across slates. And then, you know, if you're wrong in one area, uh, it might not hurt you in another area, right? You could be right in another area. So take advantage of these alternate slates. All right. Uh, Got to thank you for the answers. Yeah, man. Happy to help out here. Uh, doing my best for you guys. Uh, said I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative, just frustrated. I just, uh, I used to be good at DFS. Now I'm absolutely awful going on two years. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the, the game is changing each and every day. Uh, what I do like to say, you know, when our content sims came out, but people saying, Hey, you know, the edge is going away every day. But the great thing is that, you know, when, when one edge goes away, another edge opens, right? And it's the fact that people haven't found it yet. People haven't identified it. That makes them nervous, right? So uh, new tools come out all the time and, you know, you just have to figure out the best way to use them and the best way to find the next edge there. All right. Uh, this is our last question at the moment from Jeffrey. Jeffrey said, Andrew, any chance you could release more FanDuel specific content, specifically, for example, for MLB Explain the DFS profit plan. Majority of the videos by all of you is DK centered. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about the DFS profit plan. I'd say that, you know, FanDuel has a very large uh, contest offering for satellites under $3. I think that's a great way to take advantage of, uh, it's a way to get access to higher dollar contests at a discount, right? Maybe they're running satellites for a $9 flagship GPP. If you're playing all of those satellites under $3 that the, the the Sharps can't get to, one, a lot of those contests overlay, so you can capture some overlay there. But then two, you know, maybe you end up playing paying $5 on average for your entries into that contest as opposed to the $9 that everyone else is paying, right? So taking advantage of those satellites is going to be good. Mixing that in with the, you know, $0.05, cent, $150 max with the 20 or 25 max $2 22 contest. They have a $1 single entry. They have $5 single entry. They have a $1 three max, like mix it up, get, get the right balance of those contests here. But I think that, you know, I am somebody who is um, when I'm playing like full swing, spreading my action out across sites and trying to get as much action under $3 as I can. 
All right. Uh, looks like we are all caught up with questions at the moment here. Uh, great show today, everybody. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Chat was like really busy today. Had to search through some uh, some conversations to find some questions, but glad to see everybody chiming in. Uh, you know, I, I don't take your guys' comments personally here. I, I just try to give you guys as much actionable information as I can. But uh, if you guys have been lining up throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Drop it in the upcoming stream link on YouTube or send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Uh, great to have a queue of questions to get us started as, you know, more people tune in as the show gets started here. So I really appreciate that in general. But until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your guys' contests. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.